It's now uh, quarter to nine. You are listening to Sabah on Muslim and Radio Islam International. We had spoken earlier on this morning to the Director General at Dirko, Zain Dango, about uh, the formation of the Ministerial Committee on the Efficient Management of Hajj and Umrah. Uh, this was uh, the, the first sitting took place uh, recently, and, and this committee was formed uh, under the auspices of uh, Minister Naledi Pando, and it is to be chaired by former Ambassador Ibrahim Rasul, who joins us on the line to discuss this issue further. Uh, Ibrahim, assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Welcome to Radio Islam International. Wa alaikum assalam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. And thank you very much for the opportunity. And salams to your listeners as well. No, shukran to you for your time. So let, let me just surmise what, uh, what, what Zain said, right? He said that um, this committee was formed on, on the back of many complaints from South African Muslims with regards to the price of Hajj, the quota, accreditation, regulation, facilitation, etc. And, and whilst there was a process at the CRL, um, they didn't get back to, to, to Durko. Uh, and therefore, there was, a, there, there was a feeling that there was a need to put together uh, this ministerial committee to engage with the various stakeholders and, and see how to improve the entire process and experience for South African hujjaj. Uh, he explained that, um, that the various individuals, including non-Muslims on the committee, are those uh, who have experience in the past of, of, of engaging with, uh, with, with Saudi authorities. So th- that, that was um, you know, our discussion with Zain in a nutshell. Perhaps you can elaborate and you can also tell us, because there's a, there's a question that came through after that interview, that uh, is, is this formation of a ministerial committee not a little premature? Shouldn't Durko have first uh, engaged thoroughly with Sahuk, the current regulator, to, to find solutions, uh, as Sahuk is, is uh, a formation that resulted from a process at, at Durko a couple of decades back, before forming a committee. No, thank you very much, um, both for the summary of what the Director General had spoken about and for alerting me to some of the questions that are emerging. Mm. I think, indeed, there are many complaints that have emerged um, over Hajj. They have been perennial. They have often had different moving targets. Some of them have been agents. Other targets have been travel agents, other targets have been Sahuk itself, other targets have been um, the government, etc., etc. And so, in a sense, I think that um, Sahuk is the ground from which we move. But Sahuk is both, in a sense, the patient and the doctor. And so they're trying to put together a, a committee of um, historical specialists, if I can continue the medical terminology, mm-hmm to look at all of these things. And so, for example, um, various people on this committee have, um, have particular experiences. Um, and so I look at the formation of Sahuk in 1985, and the founding members there would be, amongst others, the call of Islam. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it was out of the National Muslim Conference that I, amongst others, convened where this idea of regulating Hajj and Umrah um, first emerged and we formed Sahuk um, as a result. I think, secondly, during the dramatic decline of the quotas from 20,000 to 2,000, I was dispatched by President Dumbeki to engage with then Prince Salman, who is now King Salman, mm-hmm. um, and we moved the quotas back to 8,000. I think um, former Deputy Minister of Home Affairs has an intimate understanding of how home affairs, visa relations, work in different countries. I think Dr. Matoli Mocheka, who's on that board, was at the National Interfaith Conference 
where we discussed how does a secular state engage for the good of its religious communities. So he's an architect of that part of our thinking. Um, and so Anil Suklau um, heads up our Middle Eastern thinking. Ashraf Suleiman was, an, was a diplomat in, um, in Saudi Arabia. And so I can go on to show that there are various expertises coming together and saying that the Hajj and the Umrah experience of South African Muslims has not been uniformly good. It has been punctuated with complaints, with blame, sometimes with real nastiness in it that subtracts from the uh, divine and spiritual experience of the Hajj. And so I think that in this regard, Sahuk is certainly... um, the ground from which we move, and we must not prejudge it, but I think Saud must be given equal opportunity to explain itself and to suggest what must happen. At the end of the day, we have recommendational powers on the strategic direction, and we will present that to the minister, inshallah, and the government will act. The last thing I want to say Hmm. in this first round is to say, in fact, that our president, President Ramaphosa, and the minister, Naleri Pando, have late last year on the state visit to Saudi Arabia stuck out their necks and said the quota that South Africans are getting is too little. Um, the Saudi counterparts said we will look at it and um, we await your recommendations. South Africa's response was let's get the house in order so that when we make this we are not going to be um, in a credibility crisis because um, we have not sorted out the burning issues at home. And that really is the atmosphere within which the Ministerial Committee has been formed. All right. So I, I want to talk to you about the quota in, in a bit. And, and uh, Zain did say that you've got much more knowledge in this regard and that uh, I, I should ask you about it. But b- before we go there, n- now that you're the chair of this Ministerial Committee and from what Zain said, uh, six to eight months you've got to, to do your work, What's going to be your engagement process? What do you have in mind? Uh, you've spoken about Sahuk, other stakeholders nationally within the kingdom. What, what kind of plan do you have at this stage? Look, I think we're going to, we heard our terms of reference on Friday from the minister. I think we've got to interpret that so that we all understand the terms of reference equally. Um, definitely, we are not um, visa issuing committee, etc., etc. Um we need to understand that. Secondly, I think part of our terms of reference is to engage both the community, and so we will schedule uh, the kind of public hearings in different areas of South Africa. Um, secondly, we must engage the stakeholders. First and foremost would be Sahuk, um, but very importantly would also be the Kingdom of Saudi Arabia and the Hajj authorities um, on that side. Um, it would also be bodies like Samtoa, um, and others who are all stakeholders um, in all of this. I think we also need to do some deep research. Um, we need demographic research to understand how many people we are, how many Muslims we are amongst the people in South Africa, what's the um, regional spread, what is the nationality spread, because we also have foreign nationals mm. who are Muslim in South Africa, um, and so forth. What is an equitable um, allocation totally for South Africa and what is the equities within South Africa that we would need to observe whether the bodies that are representative 
of South Africa are representative of the Muslims in South Africa. So I think that, that kind of research, I also think we need to understand what the cost drivers are of Hajj so that we have a uniform and not a moving target in terms of what costs are. Um, otherwise, you get a perverse incentive that those who can pay more um, could be privileged and those who save up all their lives um, end up um, not being able to, 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 to make a comfortable hajj and so forth. So I think those are the kind of research mm-hmm. issues. And then I think finally, um, we also would want to look at how one can learn from experiences like the Muslims in Singapore, where Muslims are allowed to um, invest their savings um, so that their savings don't remain flatlined. Um, but the savings can grow in a halal way, inshallah. And what are the new ways of professionalizing um, the Hajj mm-hmm. um, for South Africans? So I think that there's a whole range of these kind of issues. And then, but ultimately, um, we must decide what is the best vehicle for South African Muslims to be represented um, in the formation of Hajj. And has government given away too much? Um, or must government give away more authority on the issue of um, liaison with Saudi Arabia? On the issue of the quota, Ibrahim, the understanding seems to be we are classified a a non-Muslim country. Uh, The UN figures are used, two and a half million. That's where we get the 2,500. How do we remedy the situation? Would would the recent census that was uh, conducted in our country be helpful uh, to show uh, a more accurate number of Muslims, like you said, that includes foreign nationals, so that we get uh, a bigger quota? Look, I think that in principle, um, Crown Prince Mohammed bin Salman had given the president and the minister a sense that they are willing to revise the quotas for, for Hajj. So we have an in-principle position. However, we need to do our homework. The homework is getting the objective figures right, like I explained, how do we do research on the demographics? And maybe for the next census, we may want to recommend that every Muslim um, actually fill in the religious affiliation um, and we run a campaign on that basis so that that becomes a baseline. Alternatively, we may use other scientific uh, methodologies to derive at, um, at, 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 at the Muslim um, population figures. Alternatively, um, we negotiate through the president a dispensation in which we say we believe that this is a comfortable um, number while complying with um, the, 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 the prescripts of the Hajj authorities in Saudi Arabia. So those are the gritties that mm-hmm. I think that our committee has to, has to work through. But I don't think we can, it's not sustainable for South Africans to come back from a Hajj bruised and, 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 and sometimes angry about what they have um, gone through. And um, we, you can't be in a divine, um, following a divine injunction um, with so much allegations about those who manage it, because I think it subtracts from the overall experience that Hajj should be. 
Finally, Brian, I would like you to respond to something I saw developing in social media fora over the last couple of days. There seems to be this theory that, yes, there are complaints, uh, but it seems like the, the extent of the complaints are being exaggerated to justify this committee. In reality, it's big shot uh, hajj operators who are owing their clients millions and who didn't get accredited this year that have leaned on the department and, and that has resulted in the formation and it could also be that the ANC is trying to get votes in the Western Cape. This is the kind of stuff that's circulating out there. Uh, how would you respond to that? Look, I think that uh, that, that, that in an already contentious situation, adding more contention makes the very case about why there should be something objective that is put in place. Um, the suspicion, the allegations, um, and all of those kind of things, um, I think, make the case for what should be um, for what should be done. I think at the end of the day, um, we need to understand um, what the cost drivers are. The media is sincere already. Um, we have opened up those discussions with the Kingdom of Saudi Arabia about the quotas. I think it is just the right step to be able to make sure that we don't lose reputation by the amount of complaints that are there, whether they are 10 or whether they are 100. I think um, when, whenever you are in, because Hajj for many is one of the divine obligations that Muslims owe. But Hajj for some, it's also their bread and butter. It's how they make money. And where money is to be made, I think that there is a need for regulation. It can't be a free-for-all. And therefore, if we come back as a committee to say the complaints are exaggerated, there is no problem in Alhamdulillah. If we come back and we say um, we need to tinker with Sauk, Alhamdulillah. If we come back and or say that we need to leave Sauk as it is, Alhamdulillah. If we come back and we say Saud needs to be replaced, alhamdulillah. But let us determine that. Let us not prejudge that. And um, I think that many people who have contacted me want me to prejudge a particular situation either by saying this is so bad or by saying there is nothing wrong, leave it as it is. And my assurance to them is whatever is the outcome of our discussion, that is what we will recommend. All right, uh, Ambassador Ibrahim, shukran so much for your time this morning. We've run out of time. It's a, it's a lengthy discussion, but it gives us some insight, and hopefully we'll continue the, uh, the engagement as the, as the committee continues with its work. Inshallah, inshallah. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Wa alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.